Life Audio. What is leadership? How do we define leadership? Does leadership actually matter? And if so, then who can be a leader? We hear often people talking about leadership. We have leadership gurus and leadership conferences and books written about leadership. You may have, with all of this, adopted the idea that leadership is either the loudest person in the room saying, follow me, that's where we're going, that's the leader, or maybe in the church world, in the Christian world, Understanding the idea of spiritual leadership or servant leadership, it's a little bit of manipulation, but with God attached. If you've ever thought about leadership, try to define it. Hopefully you have, and hopefully you've brought some questions to this episode of the March or Die Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello and thank you for joining us today on the March or Die Show. I don't know know why I always say us. It's mostly just me, but the collective us. There's a lot of us watching and listening together. (laughs) Thank you for doing it. Thank you for being here today. I am going to discuss uh, one of my favorite topics. It's something that I have taught about and written about and done a lot of work on and studied, but I don't know that I've ever done a podcast on it. So we're going to do that today. Today we are going to talk about leadership, and leadership certainly in the context of what it means to march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die. Looking forward to jumping into that. Before we get there, though, I want to ask you to do one thing. It's got two parts, but it's one thing. The first part is subscribe. If you are not yet subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe now wherever you are listening from. If you're listening on the Life Audio app, Uh, Go down, there are links right below this episode to several podcast platforms where you can subscribe. That lets you know when this and other content comes out. Please take some time to do that. If you're watching the YouTube video of this, uh, thank you for doing that. Go over to your favorite podcast platform, look for the March or Die show, and subscribe. That would be fantastic. Once you've subscribed, that's the first thing. 
The second thing is very, very simple. Share this out with someone else. Uh, There are a lot of people in your life that may enjoy a show like this. You know them. You have a thought while you're listening. Oh, I should share this with, and then you put in the name of someone that you care about. Uh, Share this content out. That would help them. That would help me as more people get involved and listen and share this content. I'm able to produce more content and uh, want to do that. So thank you for doing that. If you're not subscribed, do that now. Part two, share this out with someone else that can also subscribe. And that would be fantastic. We're going to talk about leadership today. And when we come to a topic like this, particularly on this show where we discuss moving forward, when it would be easier to stay where you are and die. Answering the question, how do I move forward when it seems like my life or the life around me or the world around me is exploding? Um, What do I do? How do I do it? We come back to a conversation like leadership and it's easy to dismiss it. Well, that doesn't fit. I believe that leadership properly understood is something that applies to every single person on the planet. If you are able to listen to this podcast doing whatever it is you're doing, you're mowing the lawn, you're exercising, you're driving your car, maybe you're listening to this as you get ready in the morning, whatever the case, if you have the ability physically to listen to this episode of the March or Die show, then you are a leader. Now, you may not know it, maybe because you have defined leadership wrong or define it different than I'm going to define it today. I don't want to say you're wrong because in this world, everyone's right. Everything's okay. You may be wrong, but everyone's okay. It's good. There are a lot of ways to define leadership. I'm going to give you a definition that I believe uh, helps us to understand that all of us were created to be leaders. Uh, Several years ago, I wrote a book entitled uh, Leadership by Design. Leadership by Design is the title of the book. It's a leadership book. And leadership by design was very intentional because I believe that we were created by God, designed by him to lead when we understand leadership appropriately. Well, how does that help us to move forward? So often in our lives, when we hit a trial, a tribulation, a difficulty, an obstacle, we stay where we are often because we're looking for someone else to lead, someone else to remove the obstacle, someone else to make a decision. We fail to take responsibility for ourselves and therefore our forward movement because we don't view ourselves as leaders. We dismiss ourselves. We say, well, I'm not a leader. Uh, I'm not someone who can take initiative. I'm not in a place to do that. And so we get stuck. And when we get stuck, as we've discussed so many times, it is as if, even though we may be breathing, We've put it into neutral, and we know we're not moving forward, which means intellectually, perhaps, relationally, spiritually, on the inside, the place where no one else can see, we know we're dead. Again, physically alive, dead in so many other ways because we're not moving forward. When you view yourself as a leader, you understand that God created you to lead Man, that changes that conversation. It changes everything. And I want to talk to you about that today. Now, I'm going to give a little commercial for the next couple of episodes. In the next couple of episodes of this show, I do solo episodes, of course. I have guests on from time to time. In the next couple of episodes, I've got some incredible guests coming on. They're going to join us. And um, 
man, I, I'm so looking forward to not only the interviews, but sharing those interviews with you. Both of the next two guests that I have coming on in the next two weeks are leaders. They are both men who've led in different arenas, both served in the military, incidentally, uh, but one much more of a ministry focus in his life uh, pursuit of leadership, the other military, but also leading young people forward. We're going to talk about that in the next couple of weeks, and I'm excited to give that to you. And so I want to start the conversation on leadership before I have some leaders on to come and talk to us um, by just dealing with this very broadly. When we talk about leadership, we need to understand that there is a need for leadership. There is a need for leaders. Uh, I love to tell the story of uh, the the Titanic. I, I don't know why I should say I love to tell the story. It's very tragic events, of course. But I remember talking to my, my uh, youngest several years ago now. He was younger then. And we had gotten him this, this book. It's a, a picture book for kids. And it was you know, very simple book, a telling of the sinking of the Titanic. And it was one of those history books for children, gives a lot of the information, but not all of it. Even as a little kid, he read that, or I read that to him, and he looked at the pictures, and he could not fathom that such a tragedy would take place. Uh, We know that 1,503 people died because of the event of the sinking of the Titanic. He couldn't fathom it. I kind of helped him understand there are a lot of things that happen in history we don't understand, and then put him to bed. And then I did what all good parents do. I went to Google and started trying to figure out what actually happened. It was a good question he asked. How does this happen? How can adults let this happen? I read a bunch of interesting facts. Here's a few of them. There were six different ice warnings received by the Titanic on the day of the collision. Six, not one, but six. Despite the warnings, the ship was traveling 22 and a half knots, just one half of a knot from maximum speed. Six warnings going as fast as it could. There were only enough lifeboats for one-third of the ship's total capacity. I mean, it's crazy you hear these things. You're like, that can't be true. It's true. It's on Wikipedia. It has to be true. A lifeboat drill scheduled for earlier the day the ship sank was canceled for an unknown reason. Not only do they only have one-third of the boats needed, but they didn't even practice using those one-third. Two other ships were close enough to rescue survivors, but ignored the calls for help. I share that with you to make this point. I would not blame any one person for the sinking of the Titanic. What these facts illustrate is that what was missing on that day was leadership. There was no one over a relatively long period of time that was willing to stand up and say, hey, there's a problem. Six ice warnings. Maybe we shouldn't go so fast. We don't even have enough boats in case something does happen. Certainly we should drill what we're going to do if things go sideways. Hey, someone's calling us for help. (laughs) Maybe we should answer. No one throughout that event stood up and led. So what's the difference between a luxury cruise, which is what those people were on, and the tragedy by which every other tragedy in history will be measured. Leadership. I, several years ago, read um, the biography of Steve Jobs. And a fascinating figure. Even if you don't like him, (laughs) you have to acknowledge that he changed the world. He said his goal was to kick a dent in uh, in the universe. And he did it. I mean, he did it. The way we communicate, the way we... We do all kinds of things are because of the work of Steve Jobs and his team, of course. 
But you know the story, I'm sure. He started the company. He was then fired from the company, d- did a few other things. And uh, eventually, when Apple was in a place where they were selling off divisions and they were going to go the way of IBM in the 90s, they called him back, asked him to come and lead the company again. Uh, there's a great story behind all that, but he came back. And in 1997, Steve Jobs was uh, speaking at a uh, shareholders meeting. He made this statement, and I'll say it twice because it's so powerful. He said this, The cure for Apple is not cost-cutting. The cure for Apple is to innovate its way out of its current predicament. Things were really, really bad. They were selling off parts of the company. They were hoping to survive. And what Steve Jobs says was, Look, we need to stop cost-cutting. We need to stop trying to survive. What we need, he says, is for Apple to innovate its way out of its current predicament. What he was saying is, what's missing is leadership. We need to lead forward, and certainly that's exactly what happens. Leadership is so necessary. We look at broken homes and broken churches and broken communities and um, in so many ways a broken culture and a broken nation. We ask the question, why is there so much brokenness? Because we're missing leaders. Men and women that define leadership appropriately and know how to carry others forward, to move others forward, to motivate others forward. We're missing leadership. What we need in our lives, what I need in my life, what you need in your life, what your family needs, is leadership. But it gets very confusing. It gets really difficult to understand what a leader is. I was raised in a great home. My dad and mom, both incredible leaders. So I had that as a framework, but then I went into the military, went into the Marine Corps, took classes on leadership and and learned different aspects of leadership and and went through all that and and came to the conclusion on the other side of, of all of that training that really the most aggressive person, the person who jumps up on the table and says, let's, let's go over there. The loudest person, that's the leader. There are other attributes we could give to leadership, but in a secular sense, that's what it means to lead. I went from the Marine Corps into working in church ministry and uh, started to read books on servant leadership or what some call spiritual leadership and started to observe church leadership and listen to uh, those in the context of the church teach leadership. And I started to see that there was a contrast between what I had learned in the Marine Corps and what they were saying, but the goal was the same. You see, the loudest person in the room, the person with the most force of personality, is the one who gets people to do what they want them to do. In the church world, the person who is the best at communicating that God wants you to do this can get others to do what they want them to do. It's a little bit of spiritual manipulation sometimes. It's, hey, you need to do this, but don't do it for me. Do it for God. But at the end of the day, the goal was the same. It was to get others to do what they, that is the leader, wanted those others to do. So with that in mind, I sat down and tried to figure out what I believed about leadership. I didn't fully like what I saw on either side, and so I started to work through this, and that was the genesis for the book that I mentioned a little while ago, Leadership by Design. Uh, I started to write that book as a project for myself to really try to understand what leadership is. 
Zig Ziglar, one of the original leadership gurus, made this statement. You cannot hit a target you cannot see, and you cannot see a target that you do not have. And when it comes to leadership, I think that's a big part of the problem. We all want to be leaders. Everyone talks about being a leader, but no one really knows how to define leadership. I worked on this and struggled through it in so many ways, and the result of that, again, was that book. And I think I settled on what, for me was a definition of leadership that just makes sense. And I'm going to share that with you in just one minute. All right, so I worked through the process of trying to understand leadership, and I came to the place where I needed to settle on a definition for myself so that I could begin to move forward and understand what I was even trying to do, what I was trying to accomplish. I'll give you an example of leadership here in just a minute. And you probably won't be surprised to know that the leadership example that I'll give will be the example of Jesus. (laughs) We're going to get there in just a minute, but uh, let me give you this definition and then I'll work from there. Here's the definition that uh, I settled on, that I hold as my definition of leadership. Um, I'm sure it's not unique to me, but this is what I settled on. Leadership, simply put, leadership is taking people from where they are to where they need to be. Now, if you're listening and you don't have the ability to write this down, let me say it again. Hopefully it'll stick. You can come back and listen to this again. I know you're going to share it out with other people, so uh, that'll be exciting. But (laughs) here it is. What is leadership? Simply defined. Leadership is taking people from where they are right now, from where they are to where they actually need to be to be. I'm going to expound on that here in just a second, but when we take that as our definition, our working definition of leadership, uh, what we have to extrapolate then is that leadership applies to everyone. You don't have to be the loudest person in the room or the smartest person in the room or the best at manipulating others to get them to do what you want them to do to be a leader. What do you need to be? You need to be someone who values using the resources, the abilities, the talents, the skills, the opportunities that you have been given for the benefit of others. Leadership in that sense is stewardship. It's stewardship of what you've been handed so that you can help the people in your life. Maybe the people in your life are your children. Maybe they are employees. Maybe it's an employer you can lead up. Perhaps it is a class that you teach. It's something else that you do. In some arena of your life, there are people that need you to take what you are, who you are, your unique gifts, abilities, talents, opportunities, and leverage those for their benefit. Helping them to go from where they are to where they need to be. I think of this in so many different settings. I think of this in the family setting. A lot of my illustrations, of course, are... Um, family illustrations because I have kids and this is where I live. (laughs) When your children are little, your investment in them, your training of them is to help them go from where they are as children with very little skill, very little experience, and therefore little knowledge to where they need to be, functioning adults. Why do you teach your kids discipline? Why do you use discipline sometimes 
uh, to help your kids get control of themselves and learn that there are appropriate places to do things and other places that are not appropriate? Uh, Why is it that you invest the time, the energy, the effort in helping your kids learn to take care of themselves physically, to clean themselves, to brush their teeth, to go out in public in a presentable way? Why is it that you uh, make your kids, even when they don't want to, go to school and learn the things that they do? Why do you do all of that? There can be a couple of different answers. For some people, it's so that the children don't embarrass them. That's bad parenting. (laughs) For some, there's a sense of duty. This is my job at this point. Hopefully they'll get out of the house someday. Then it won't be my job anymore. But right now, my responsibility is to take care of them. Maybe that's how you feel. That's better than just so they won't embarrass me, but it's not much better. But then there are parents that understand, my job as a mom or a dad, my job as a parent is to equip my children using what I have to equip them so that they can go out and live meaningful lives. There are people that say this all the time. I won't spend a lot of time here, but they'll say something like, I love my kids too much to discipline them. I love my kids too much to restrict them. Uh, I want to give them everything, and and they should never want for anything. They should never feel uh, pain. They should never feel sorrow or loss. I need to protect them from everything. Look, I don't want my kids to feel pain or sorrow or loss or hurt. I know that's a big part of life, though. And if they can experience those things in the context of my home, maybe it's through sports, maybe it's through educational pursuits, maybe it's in the context of relationships, whatever it is, they experience these things. I'm there to help them, to guide them, to direct them, to teach them and to train them, not so that they won't embarrass me. That's a side benefit, by the way, but that's not the goal. Not because it's my job to take care of them and someday they'll be out of here and I won't have to take care of them anymore. That's not it at all. It's because I am a leader. And as a leader, it's my job as a leader (laughs) to take what I have and help those in my life go from where they are to where they need to be. Think of this in the context of an employer. I often get asked the question when I'm teaching on this, what about management and and leadership and how do you view those? I think management is great. We need managers. I I do not think management is bad. And some people do. It's weird. We need managers. But managers, they they manage. They manage help people get to where they need to be. They help goods and other things get to where they need to be. They move stuff around. They make sure things are in order. They manage. (laughs) If they do it well, things can run well. They manage. It's looking at everything, though, as a resource or an asset. That's what a manager does. A leader, on the other hand, views their employees as people that they can use what they have to help them go from where they are to where they need to be. Can you imagine the environment that would change in a workplace if if a boss or a middle-level manager would view themselves as a leader and they'd view the people that work around them as those they can invest in to help them grow, to help them develop, to help them get to the next level in the company or the next level in uh, whatever it is they're doing. And so they're going to invest in them. They're going to give them time. They're going to uh, mentor. They're going to give them the finances they need to get the classes they need. They're going to do whatever they can to help that person who works for them go from where they are to where they need to be. People will say, well, they won't get their work done. I would argue that if you really genuinely invest in people, helping them to accomplish their goals, to go from where they are to where they need to be, that they will become the best employees you've ever had. Now, there are some that don't respond to that. That goes back to management. 
then we manage them. Because <laughs> I get asked this question too. Well, what do you do if people don't respond to that? You manage them. They need to get their job done. They need to be there on time. They need to hit the goals. You can manage them into doing those things or they can leave. But it's better if you can demonstrate actively to the people in your world, hey, I care about you as a person. I care about the company. I care about achieving our goals. We're going to do that together. But I care about you as a person, and I'm going to help you move from where you are right now to where you really need to be. I I think about this in the military context. I was responsible for training Marines for a while, and I, I didn't understand it at the time, but training... And I had motivations that weren't entirely pure, I guess, in training. I wanted them, my Marines, that I was training to not embarrass me, (laughs) to do what they needed to do, to be proficient. The best leaders I was ever around, though, understood that what they needed were uh, young men, in in my context, in my infantry uh, background, uh, young men who knew how to do the job they needed to do so they could accomplish the mission, but also so that they could take care of themselves. They wouldn't get hurt unnecessarily. There would not be an unnecessary loss of life. And good leaders invested what they had, uh, time and energy and education and opportunities and uh, background in bringing up those young men, those Marines, to be what they needed to be. You can see this in every area of life. I'll say this. Leadership is the lifelong pursuit to make those around you more successful than they would be without you. It's the lifelong pursuit to make those around you more successful than they would be without you. I cannot go through every uh, possible application of this definition. Leadership, taking those in your life from where they are to where they need to be. The lifelong pursuit of making those uh, around you better than they would be without you, more successful than they would be without you. I can't make every application. You need to make that application. But fundamentally understand, leadership is not about you. It's about leveraging what you have for the good of others. We need an example, and there is no greater example than the example of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to go through all the verses in Philippians 2, but in Philippians chapter 2, and again, if you listen to this show, you've heard me reference this. In Philippians chapter 2, um, the Bible tells us that we should not look after our own affairs, our own things. We need to look after uh, the affairs of others. We shouldn't quarrel within ourselves. We should care for the benefit of others. And then in Philippians 2, it goes down to an example, and the example is Jesus, who is God, who humbled himself so that he could die in our place on the cross and provide forgiveness of sins, provide salvation. He did that. That's the example that we are to follow. And as we look at that, I think we understand that Jesus, what an incredible leader. Is there any doubt that Jesus as God is the best leader the earth, the world has ever known, has ever seen? A good leader is someone who views leadership as a call. Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, Jesus said this of himself, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus on the earth clearly articulated his reason for being here, to seek and save those who were lost. He viewed his leadership here on the earth as a call. 
When you decide that leadership is about investing in the people around you, taking them from where they are to where they need to be, then you don't view leadership as something you do. It's a title. It's a rank. It's a position somewhere. It's none of those things. It's a call that has been placed on your life. A good leader not only views leadership as a call, but they live with the end in mind. Again, Jesus in chapter 14, verse 1 of John said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. Jesus is God. This was not confusing for him. It can be harder for us. Uh, But what Jesus said is, hey, I'm going somewhere. There's a goal. There's an end. We're working towards something. It's easy as a parent to view the moment that you're in with your child as everything. It's overwhelming. It's frustrating. They're crying, screaming. They're hurt, whatever. And I just don't want to do it anymore. I'm too tired. We've been dealing with this for a long time. A good leader lives with the end in mind. They understand if I keep investing and keep working, we can get somewhere. I'm going somewhere, and I'm taking people with me. A good leader, as I mentioned earlier, understands it's not about them. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 53, Jesus said, Think thou not that I can now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that it must be? Jesus was getting ready to be crucified. The disciples said, we'll protect you, we'll defend you, we're going to fight. Jesus said, I don't need you. I'm God, I can bring angels. But if I did that, I would not be able to fulfill my purpose. Hmm. That's pretty good. (laughs) Jesus. What does he communicate to us in that? He communicates that it's not about us. If you're a leader, it's not about you. Except to the extent it's about you taking what you've been given to benefit others. We talk about marching, moving forward in spite of the difficulties of life. Man, we get stuck right here, don't we? We we don't see what we're going through as a call. We don't understand that there is a goal that we need to live with the end in mind. And we get so wrapped up in what we're dealing with, we think it's about us. It's not about you. There is a goal. And you've been called to this moment. That's what a leader is. So the last part of leadership is asking the question, well, what do we focus on then? If it's not a technique or a procedure of some kind, if it's not that, then what do we focus on? A leader is someone that understands the importance of character. Um, Abraham Lincoln said, Character is like a tree and reputation like a shadow. The shadow is what we think of it. The tree is the real thing. Character is like a tree and reputation like a shadow. The shadow is what we think of it and the tree is the real thing. Uh, Character is the real thing. A leader doesn't focus on what they look like on the outside or hanging on to some uh, faux image of leadership. A leader is someone who cares about and focuses on being the right person. We find a lot of elements that we can focus on. I would 
draw your attention to virtue. Virtue is courage, resolve, and moral excellence. Focus on building this characteristic, this character uh, value of virtue. Character is, or virtue rather, is courage, resolve, and moral excellence. Focus on knowledge, that is understanding and wisdom. Listen to what others are saying. Understand, you can't know where they are or where they need to be if you're not paying attention, if you're not listening. Knowledge is understanding and wisdom. Focus on temperance, that is self-control and discipline. Uh, Not being hasty, uh, not running out in front of the problems or in front of your emotions or being pushed by emotion. Uh, Understanding self-control and discipline. Patience. Steadfast and unwavering. Be patient. I could spend an entire podcast on every one of these. Uh, Focus on godliness. That is being a reflection of God. Focus on brotherly kindness. Having quality relationships and charity. Deciding to live for others. Focus on being the right person. Instead of projecting an image, a leader is someone that understands, I am who I am on the inside. It's character. And when we understand all of that, we realize that anyone can lead. Leadership is a big topic. It's something that is dealt with in so many different places. So many leadership books written. Um, thousands and thousands of books. Again, seminars and, and podcasts like this one. Not as good as this one, of course, but like this one. Like this one. <laughs> but if we don't start with a good definition and understand it's not really about us, It's about the opportunity we have to serve others. Then we're never going to hit the target because we can't even see what it is we're trying to hit. At the beginning of this episode, I asked the question, what is leadership? Leadership is moving people from where they are to where they need to be. Is leadership important? It is. Homes and communities and churches and countries without leaders are broken. We need good leaders. Who can lead? All of us have been called to leadership when we understand that this is something God put on us to use our abilities, our opportunities, our influence and our resources for the good of others. And as we do that, we focus on leading And push through whatever obstacle or difficulty may be in our way. Leadership, such an important topic. Please take some time. I would encourage you to go back and listen to this again. Um, Some good definitions there. Some good, uh, hopefully, perspectives that you can take and apply to your life. And then share this out with others. People need to understand this. You can be a mom, a dad, a, a teenager coming up trying to figure this thing out. You're an employer or an employee. This is for you. Please share this out with others and uh, trust that it will be an encouragement to them. Uh, please do jump over to lifeaudio.com. Audio, Life you can find other great podcasts dealing with a whole host of uh, topics, and uh, I'd encourage you to go check that out. And before we leave, I will remind you, as I do every single week, when the bullets are flying back your direction, you don't like that feeling. I don't like that feeling, but it happens when the bombs around you are exploding, when it seems like life is absolutely out of control, you only have two options. You can stay where you are and die. You can decide to do that. Or you can march. So the question is, what 
are you going to do? Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once.